And I just remember there was this moment and he's with Stella and he just picks up a can of Elnet hairspray and he's just like, decides to start doing her hair. And it's just like, you don't expect that at all from, you know, the, you know, King Carl. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just this kind of, it's quite a humorous sort of little image. Welcome to Fashion Forum, a series brought to you by the British Fashion Council, aimed at creating positive change and highlighting the relationship between the creative industries, celebrating not only fashion designers, but the broader creative community. I am Giles Deacon, and today the host of this episode, a really quite special one actually, with my dear friend, photographer Gavin Bond. Before we get into the conversation, I'm going to ask Gavin to introduce himself and also answer why fashion? Why did you choose fashion? Or why do you love fashion? And how fashion? How did you get into the industry? I'm going to go first. Why fashion? Why not? I wanted to work in the creative industries and after doing an art foundation and getting into St. Martin's where I met Gavin, it seemed like the best way to go. Gavin, over to you. Hello, Giles. Thank you for uh, joining me today for this little chat. It's been 30 years. Why fashion? Well, why fashion? Originally, I went to St. Martin's. That's where we met. And my plan at the start was to be a a fashion designer. And I went into St. Martin's to study fashion design. But uh, as I went on, I I picked up a camera and discovered photography. And that sort of then led my path. And I was never very good at pattern cutting, so I put down my pattern cutting scissors and uh, picked up mm-hmm. a camera, and that, that's where it all began. Well, that was in the first year, pretty much, wasn't it, if I remember rightly? The course that I was I was on at the time, it was, as you know, it was one of those courses where you went on and you did a bit of design, you did a bit of style. You, you, you were introduced to all kind of realms of fashion on the course, really, and you, you had an opportunity to sort of pick that you, know, you work with friends that now have ended up being summer stylists summer designers summer editors of yeah. magazines and I think that on that particular fashion course where your eyes were open to all those different parts and probably when I first went onto the course I just thought it was going to be more sort of design yeah. driven but no that was how it all I began. One of the brilliant things about it was though that it could become pretty much whatever you wanted it to be I mean I got into yes. into the idea of being a fashion designer really while doing foundation course you know after doing all of the associated disciplines that you do on a foundation my tutor on foundation was an ex-St. Martin's alumni who suggested that I apply there and um, luckily got on in the first year that Wendy Dagworthy had uh, taken over like yourself. And I really just found my feet with it. it. And St. Martin's in particular really, really worked for me at that time because I, you could really get super specific into the elements of the discipline. So if you wanted to do a majoritively more illustrative work, which I kind of did, and less technical pattern cutting, you could kind of navigate it in that manner and, and it, it sort of helped sort of dictate your your direction from that point onwards, as it did with you into photography. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, what was really special about that place, they very much let you find your own path, though. It wasn't like, okay, you're going to do this. You're, you had to be driven enough to go on that path and they helped guide you down that path. But it wasn't like, no, everyone has to yeah. do this. And it is this strict curriculum. And I think that... You know, when you look at the people that have come out of the college, there is this great individuality in that. You know, for me to think that I really I've done a degree where half of my degree was fashion. And then they let me then suddenly switch courses. And I found myself now over in Covent Garden, yeah. Longacre, on what was the graphic design degree course, 
doing photography, which wasn't even a curriculum on the graphic design course. It's almost they kind of like let you create your own sort of curriculum, but then would guide you down that path, which is amazing, you know, and I think that that, that was something very you special know, absolutely. about those times. The main purpose of the conversation today, apart from us going over our college times, is to talk about your work that's being so rightfully celebrated this coming autumn in London. You've got an exhibition at the Hamilton Gallery which is obviously a, a phenomenal institution for all photographers to go to and see great photographic exhibitions and wonderful Claridge's. Yeah, so look, going back to our fashion times, as studying as a student at St Martin's, all you wanted to do as a fashion student, you wanted to go to the shows. You were like, oh my God, I want to go to Paris, Milan, this and that, and go to the shows and watch the shows. It was like a ticket and you, well, I know I did, you sort of beg, borrowed, steal, blagged your way to kind of get into yeah. certain shows. And I went to a couple of shows and then suddenly I was, I saw what was this world of high glamour and supermodels and it was what you'd seen in these magazines was suddenly alive in front of you. And I had this opportunity then to take some pictures backstage and Vivian Westwood kindly enough, you know, let me come and shoot one of her shows. And I was actually working with mm. Joe Adams, who, you know, we both know extremely well. Joe was doing some journalism and we both got access to a Vivian show. I ran around backstage, took a few snaps. Who enabled that? Do you remember John yeah. Walford who would put on the, with his shows for the students? Yeah. So John would produce the fashion shows for the graduating years. And I, Joe and I found out that John was the show producer yeah. for Vivian. So John kind of gave me that sort of opportunity to go backstage and take those pictures. And it was purely through his contact through St. Martin's that that happened. So I shot everything on this medium format camera. So it was a camera that I'd always owned and it was a quite a, every image had to be quite considered because I only had like 12 yeah. frames and I wasn't sort of snap snap yeah. on a 35 mil. So I was backstage taking these pictures, sort of hiding away, you know, trying to make myself invisible to the world. And I got the pictures back and I was like, oh, you know, they, they were there and Joe, Joe used them in a graduation right. show. Yeah. And then at the time, uh, Ian R. Webb, like, fell in love with yeah. the images and he published them in the Times right. at that time. And we were like, oh, my God, it's amazing. That. And then Vivian that. saw the picture. And what show was that? Guy? The show was, was in Paris, yeah. uh, but the, it was called the Anglomania Collection. And Vivian obviously saw the images she fell in love with the pictures and then she invited me then back to her atelier for the following season which was called cafe society like i spent probably a good two or three weeks with her Amazing. in battersea yeah. bouncing back and forth documenting you know her and uh, at the time actually with yeah. andreas i think that was my that was andreas's first show putting that collection together you know, in Battersea, very much sort of fly on the wall stuff, documenting that for Vivian. And then we went to Paris together. And now at that point, I'm backstage again for the what is the second time, but now I'm actually part of yeah. Vivian's team. So I'm, I, I remember it quite clearly. I, I took with me all these little scrapbooks and images that I'd taken at Anglomania to right. show the girls. So I was, you know, then backstage showing them all these little pictures I'd done and this and that. But now suddenly I'm here shooting for Vivian. So the relationship I immediately had then with the likes of all yeah. the supers, yeah, 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 yeah. Call yeah. Them, I suppose more accepted because I'm now part of Vivian's yeah. lot. So that kind of was how it all really began. And the funny thing is, like, you know, you've, you've got a copy of the book you've been looking at. All the work at the very start was all yeah. black and white. 
it was only black yeah. and white. And very much I was trained in a black and white darkroom at college. It was I was I didn't really shoot much colour then, but it was yeah, it was all it was all black and white imagery. But yeah, that's it all began through those first two sort of Vivian Westwood shows and then from there, you know, the the floodgates opened and I just shot more and more of it. I mean, and, and this is obviously all, all, you know, a long is, time before, you know, social media and, and everybody there with phones oh, and, gosh, yeah. you know, kind of endless, um, you know, kind of yeah. other other aspects of, um, of of recording things. Because I don't think it was, I recall, there was, be, there was yeah. some big video um, recording going on, film. But What was quite interesting at the beginning, what would happen the show, before the show would start, you'd obviously have the hair and makeup sessions. So there'd be quite a lot of photographers yeah. there yeah. during publications the primarily. Were so they, they would, you know, they would come in, and I'm sure that they're being sponsored by different brands to capture that yeah. hair and makeup, and you know, whether it's L'Oreal or whatever it is. So they're they're doing that, but I was never really interested in yeah. those pictures. You know, all I really wanted to do, I was like, I want the girls to get their frocks yeah. on and to run around and stuff and shoot, shoot the fashion, shoot yeah. the fantasy, well, I think it, shoot and it comes and, very clear. As well. I mean, you know, there's that. There's a wonderful image from the um, the Westwood show, in particular in the black and white. It's the one of Kate in that that mini skirt, where she then went out and had the ice cream. I think, didn't mm-hmm. she, when she walked around the the, the salon? Yes. Um, which yeah. you know, and it's yes. such a good image and look that. And Vivian looking so overexcited, like a, a like a kid almost, which is very rare for Vivian to have that sense yes. about her. And is it, who is it in the background? Yeah. It's quite it's quite a, a quite an important image to me that because there you have like you said you have Kate, you know, looking I think Very, quite vulnerable yeah. in that image. You know, like when you look at I'm her, there, it character is, you know, as well. Looks, I think which is Kate always is. You know, she's very good at doing yeah. that. She, you know, she's very good at portraying characters yeah. as a model as yeah. well. You know, she's, she brings out that. Same. Yeah, and she's literally going out in this, you know, this mini skirt, which is a you know, micro mini it was called, and it was literally the size of a belt. And like you said, you know, holding a Magnum ice cream or licking a Magnum ice lolly. And, uh, yeah, and in that picture, you've got, obviously, there's Vivian, like you said, looking so excited about, about what yeah, she's about to reveal. It. And there you have John Walford in the image as well, who was the yeah. person who gave me the first introduction. And then there's Ava, her scope in the background. And it's just, it's a really special, uh, special image. And that was, yeah, that was at the Cafe Society show. So that was the first time that, you know, I was probably sort of within Vivian's world. I remember the atmosphere there before that show started was insane. It was so packed in there. (laughs) There must have been, I don't know, like, felt like 5,000 people in a space for 400, wasn't it? It was so hot and in So the next two images we have, which are kind of extraordinary ones, with two of um, the most genuinely iconic um, designers um, who are unfortunately no no longer with us, Gianni Versace and Karl Lagerfeld, um, with Linda and Claudia and um, Stella, respectively. Um, You know, kind of unprecedented access to get to shoot backstage with both of these these guys, and, um, and Gianni in particular. How did all that come around? Yeah, the Gianni Versace shooting back, that was my one and only, you know, time with with Gianni backstage. I went on and, you know, spent quite a few different moments with Donatella and I had many scenes with Donatella. But, yeah, having that that time with Gianni was just really, really special. And when, you know, it was interesting, when I went back through those images 30 years later, it is like, you know, as soon as I think of the word supermodel, 
I think, yeah. of Versace. It's like they just become, they're just hand in hand. And it was one of those shows and all the girls are in like chain mail, shine, bling, the whole thing. And they just look like these just, you know, Adonis women that are backstage and you go through the pic the contact sheets and it's literally supermodel after supermodel after supermodel. And I remember it was a really, really small, tight space. And yeah, there wasn't it was probably only a couple of photographers yeah. back there and I happened to yeah. be one of those. And uh the pictures just have this real energy about them because again, it is this tight space and the girls are literally running out. They're running to the thing, getting rid. There wasn't any. There wasn't any pause. It just you just seem to be in this frenetic space. And look, it happens in a lot of my pictures. But you've got all this glamour, and then in between, like they've got changed, and in that three seconds before they have to go back out on the catwalk, they're they're, they're drinking yeah. champagne, and sometimes they're yeah. chugging. Yeah, the, the smoking is really just, quite quite interesting. I think those images just just wall to wall glamour. Yeah. And then Carl, in respect with Stella, I shot quite a few of Carl's shows actually, and you know I even got to shoot some portraits of Carl and photographed him separate sittings. But uh, you know he was always really fun, and yeah, really yeah, game, yeah. and you know he would, he would have so much fun with things. And I just remember there was this moment, and he's with Stella, and he just picks up a can of Elmet hairspray and he's just like, decides to start doing her hair. And it's just like, you don't expect that at all well, from, you know, the, you know, King Carl and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just this kind of, it's quite a huge yeah, sort of Gianni would look like he's holding a clipboard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Kind of brilliant. yes. And, yeah. and I guess, yes. you know, that would have been a big, you know, kind of stepping stone in lots of ways for you to then, when you kind of got invited to do lots of like house in-house behind the scenes and kind of more detailed shots of lots of the maisons um you know cause especially with like sort of san laurent and valentino of which is you've got some extraordinary images of that all over the book and there's a couple that have been yes. here, but, yeah um, like, yeah and those amazing like those were all like you know for me as well like we talk about the shows it was look we've got ready to wear and all that but the hot ticket for me again would be would be haute couture because it that would be you know the epitome of you know, the most beautiful yeah. clothes and the, you know, those images, you know, the ones that we're talking about with Valentina, they were couture in Paris. And again, unfortunately, I'd be a few days prior to the show. I'd go to, to the hotel that they'd taken over that would be the atelier at that time and for the fittings and just, just to yeah. be watching yeah. Mr. Valentino, you know, working on the clothes and those final touches. And then you would go and you'd see... You know, you'd be like, oh my, it's extraordinary the amount of these seamstresses that it takes to put together this one frock that you know, this one person is responsible. You, I'm telling you, you know, it's your, it's your world. <laughs> but yeah, you'd go in there and there'd just be these armies of like sort of old Italian ladies, you know, and they'd just be like working away on this, just this most beautiful creation. And just to, you know, and, they, and, the, and they're making these adjustments right sure. up until like, yeah. Yeah, you know, four o'clock in the morning, the day before yeah. the show, he'd come in and change. They're all just working through the night, making those, making those little changes, and uh, yeah, and then God, yeah, Mr. Saint an extraordinary yeah, person. I never met him. I met Monsieur Berger um, a couple of times, but um, but never yes. Mr. Saint Laurent. I mean, you know, I think a particularly interesting part of his time of his life for you to um, to meet him, you know, a, 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 a sense of um, of many things 
going on in his mm. world at that time. I mean, you can see in the difference of the photographs, I think, from the the, the different levels of, I, I don't know if engagement's the right way to put it, but there's a certain sense of, um, a differing sense of detachment, I kind of get the sense from Missy Saint Laurent um, in a certain world. Yeah, no, very much so. It was, you know, I remember you know, going to his atelier at the time and going to photograph him and I, I went in and I could... I could, there was the smell of, it was like walking into a, an opium den. That would be there the was, fragrance, uh, Gavin. You know, there was this. That would be the fragrance of his. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and it was, look, it was just his whole allure and the, the white coat. And in that particular picture, he has his little, uh, well, his dog with yeah. him, Mujik. It was just to see him, you know, playing, you know, with his dog and, you know, being in this in this space and just and the best way for me to describe it, it was just it was just mm. silence. You know, it it was just I was this view a voyeur within this space with this fashion royalty, just watching him. And was there much conversation or anything between? Yeah. No, there wasn't. And was there? Was it a you know? Look, if I was to say some say say something like Westwood or Galliano and put that next to that, yeah, it was yeah, opposite. You know, yeah, John. It, Manic with friends and laughter and jokes and Vivian like crazy yeah. Pat Rock with Miss Saint Laurent it was just it was just it was quite yeah. zen you know and it was uh, you know and I was just there and I was just capturing these just these really special moments and there's there's a lot of pictures of him in the book and it's he had a a certain allure and something just watching him as a photographer he didn't need to do or say or anything he just watch just watch what sort of different working practices did you glean from them while you were taking photographs between the two was there was there big differences between Mr Valentino and Mrs Sonneron I think you know I definitely from what I remember with uh with Mr Valentino there was definitely a lot more yeah. people uh, around you know in his team and you know say the PRs and this and that where there was a lot more of that it seemed a lot more vast and a lot more kind of um, where with Mr. Saint Laurent, it seemed to be a lot more filtered yeah. down, a lot more, a lot more hip. Just it was, you know, just very. And I'm not saying yeah. paired back, yeah, yeah. but it's just there didn't seem to be all these other elements, and that's why I felt that you know, if I go back now and I think about that time with him, and I think about those rooms, and I think about those places, and it, I'm probably completely wrong, but it's just what sits with me. I feel like it was just him and I yeah, and his dog. Kind of that's what my memory puts, puts me at. And uh, but and, and then I remember that time, you know, with uh, Mr. Valentino and the fittings and all that. And it was more of a a bigger, you know, the the yeah. team. Um, look, I'm sure there were more people with uh, Mr. Saint Laurent, but it just, yeah, that's that's how my memory banks kind of see it, which is which is special and. Uh, you know, that's, and that's because, like you said, he had this certain allure of, about him. And, and, um, yeah. and, and there's some extraordinary images so, as well, as, you, as you're talking about the different ways of working and the way to go to, like, Missy Lacroix and um, and John Galliano, and, you know, mm. the John photographs, as you said, I just adore the energy and the exuberance and so that kind of sense of life yeah. and, and particularly like the ones of John and Kate in there, you know, that those, those two just like, you know, the energy yeah. is extraordinary. Yeah, they were, you know, John's shows were yeah. such a blast. You know, they were, they, they, 
the energy that he created, the girls loved it. It was pure fantasy. You know, every single John show, they got to be a different yeah. person. You know, it was, you know, you were there and you became a different character and he would ingrain that character into you. And, you know, they, it, and you look at these productions and they were huge, huge, yeah. huge productions. And the research, as you say, from the depth of character and the obsessional way down to the, the sort of sense of scent and all of the senses, every aspect of the, of the girls' characters were just researched in the most immense yeah. way. And I think that comes across in the photographs as well. Was that really sort of palpable? Yeah, I think, again, probably if you look at the book, there's probably more pictures of John's shows, you know, when John, you know, John with John, there's John and John yeah. Dior. And, you know, there's, there's, there's so much of it in there. And when I went back and did the edit, you know, it ends up there are so much of his because there are, there is such a huge variety and they make such fabulous pictures and, you know, everything from, you know, this, the grandest of grand theatres with all the models on the steps at the end, so shutting down a train station yeah, yeah, totally. in the middle of yeah. Paris and all the models coming, you know, down on this train and getting off of this train. It's just like, it's just, you know, and then we'd have these kind of funny moments. I always remember, like, you'd be backstage and there's all this glamour, but then as this sort of all getting ready, suddenly John would be like, right, Maldon in McDonald's. <laughs> You know, and then they'd order this yeah. McDonald's and all the girls would just be sitting around, you know, chowing down on Big Macs yeah. and French fries. What? And you just like, it kind of made it what it sure. was. It was just, they all just enjoyed doing it so much. And it was just this, it was yeah, just fantasy. It so. was just, it was, it was incredible. It was, yeah, really, really, really yeah, special. It's, it's the most extraordinary area of, of fashion, I think. And, um, and, and, and what, did you feel like at some point that you kind of got to the, Point where you kind of captured what you wanted to capture as a photographer within all of the backstage world how, how did it move on? yeah i think you know look yeah look if we you know look what happened was if we go back to kind of how this all became about that you know i'm a i started off as a young fashion photographer i left college you know now i'm in a very different space you know i shoot celebrities i'm shooting you know billboards for yeah. hollywood films so this was a this is a sort of a different lifetime yeah, for me, yeah, in a way. Yeah. And I haven't, I, I haven't, I, have, I haven't, you know. Thankfully, I, I'm busy, and you know, I, I work a lot. But what happened to us all? A, a global pandemic <laughs> kicked in, and uh, you know, I, you know, I had this sort of moment of pause. So you know, what literally happened? My partner Zoe kept saying to me, "You've got to look at these pictures you took back yeah. in the '90s." I'm like, I don't have time. There's so yeah. many of them. So, you know, we went, it's crazy, you know, we went and lived in a log cabin in upstate New York yeah. for six months. And what did, I, what did I do? I took with me thousands upon thousands upon thousands yeah. of negatives. And I just started scanning all these negatives. And, and it, was a, it was fascinating because I'm looking at pictures that I hadn't looked at in 30 An incredibly years. emotional thing to do as and, well, though. I mean, the know, memories must have just been flooding around good, bad, indifferent, and God knows what else of things going on. Yeah. You know, and it's, and it's super exciting because, you know, here we are having this conversation because I'm having my, you know, this yeah. book being published and an exhibition. And, you know, what's more exciting for me than anything is, you know, everyone keeps expecting to see this sort of Gavin Bond book full of Hollywood yeah. film stars, but uh, I haven't done that yet. What's really fun is my first book, my first major exhibition at a major gallery is 
the first ever yeah, coach is able to do Well, so, it's great that they stand the test of time so beautifully and well. I mean, it's an incredibly, um, you know, kind of the book's fantastic. And, the, and the, you know, the, I think the insight into the sort of Polaroid the layout of them within the, the kind of little slip outs and what have you look really, really super. And then with the kind of super more sort of polished images within it, it's a really, really comprehensive, well thought out publication. I think it looks brilliant. It's only been 30 years yeah, in the making. You know, so <laughs> it's like the perfect situation. It's like Claridge's, Hamilton's. They're literally four minutes walk from each other. I think what's really interesting from going back to sort of college time, you know, we, we talked it a, bit, a bit about it in New York last week, that, you know, you, you would go to Hamilton's gallery, like a Peter Beard exhibition or something would be on, and many things, you know, Avedon, God knows, whatever else. So to have your work shown there 30 years later, going and visiting as a student, mm-hmm. I think is absolutely phenomenal and a real testament to kind of time, talent and um, and everything else that goes along with working in the creative industries and 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 why it's all so kind of fascinating, I think. Yeah, no, no I'm ex- I'm extremely proud of it, and uh, the work's going to be on at the Hamilton's Gallery for I think it's like six weeks, yeah. so it will be on through freeze. And I'm going to be doing some talks, and, uh, and again, the space at Claridge's for the students, and I just want people to, to enjoy this time and to look at the images. And look, I'm I'm dedicated. I'm not. I'm going to be yeah. here for six weeks, so you know I, I want to talk course, about the work yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, and it's. Well, I wish you all the most success. I'm sure it's going to be absolutely phenomenal and, and brilliantly received. We've come to the end of the conversation, but before we go, we've both shared how and why fashion. I would like to know now fashion. What does fashion mean now and what is the future of fashion? You go first, Gavin. Now fashion, you know, now fashion I feel is so based on, uh, sorry as I'd say this, but it's based on hype and based on social media, you know, both things that, you know, social media definitely sort of wasn't about when I first started. And and it seems, yeah, hype and social media play a huge part. And what is fashion in the future, it seems, yeah, technology and, you know, NFTs and virtual fashion. And, you know, look, I, I started off in a, in a world where it was what I call fa- fashion and fantasy and clothes, where now, you know, a lot of, a lot of, brands it seems to be what the fashion is is yeah it's based on 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 hype um yeah that's my that's my biggest takeaway from where we are now to yeah. where we were well that's on. certainly got a definite perspective to it i guess mine would be that you know i believe in the democracy of fashion and i think one of the great things about the future of fashion is the way in which there's opportunities for all worlds and all backgrounds to to get involved at various stages and at various levels. And I think that the tie and bond between all that is, is individuality of thought, creativity, expression, and if possible, if it can be based with um, developmental worlds of own technique and vision, then I think the future of fashion is going to be an interesting and very positive one. Thank you for this wonderful conversation today. I am Giles Deacon, and you've been listening to the BFC Fashion Forum. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend. And if you want to discuss further, drop your comments at, at British Fashion Council on Instagram. <laughs>